Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. Today, we bring you another interview in our series with the accelerator program Content Shift of the German Book Publishers and Book Printers Association. This time, we are actually dealing with more or less a company which is a social company that is actually dealing in books. Not really physically, but we'll get into that. And I would like to welcome one of the co-founders, Christina, here with me. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, my name is Christina. I'm from Plus Plural, and I'm a um, the team member together with Pascal Heusner. And we are publishing um, children books for visual and paired children. That is quite something that instantly caught my eyes and when I was preparing for this interview I found a wonderful quote from Dante Alighieri three things remain uh, with us from paradise stars flowers and children therefore I really appreciate that um, just I would be a little bit curious what took you here what brought you here I've been stalking you of course on LinkedIn and everybody who would like to reach out to you they can go down here in the show notes there is a link to your LinkedIn profile so people can reach out to you directly and I've seen that you've been um, in insurance business that you've been self-publishing and that you are an author but how did you get from like being in insurance to publish, to uh, set up books for visually impaired children? Yeah, this is a long story. Um, actually, I started uh, writing uh, when I got my two children. I stopped with the insurance company um, because I couldn't work that way I used to. And um, I just started to write because it was like a hobby. And I just wrote for my children and I went to the school and to the kindergarten and read my stories there. I only had the, the script. And um, a teacher told me, well, we really enjoy your stories. You should publish them. You should find a publisher. And then I started to uh, reach out to find a publisher, but it wasn't that easy the way I thought it could be. And um, I found an illustrator and she already had um, made a crowdfunding with Start Next here in Germany. And so we decided to publish our first children book on our own. And um, this is the story uh, about a hedgehog who lost his spikes. And while I'm writing this story, I was thinking about um, doing something special together with the book because I was a bad reader when I was a child. So I started to um, design some plush figures And this is the hedgehog. And now you can see the hedgehog, which is naked. He looks like this. And you can play the whole story with the plush figures. I have the, um, also the owl, the rabbit, and the duck. And then I try to find, again, a publisher who would use both the book and the plush figures. But I couldn't find some. Another illustrator get notice from our work and she said, well, this is such a nice story because the hedgehog lost something what is very important for him. 
to um, keep himself safe. His, he lost his spikes. So she said, what about um, publishing this book for visual impaired children? Because you can um, touch them and you, you notice the hedgehog, how, how he is. And uh, she had the contact to the Deutsche Zentralbücherei for, für Blinde. And so they published, or they you say it's translated, because it's translated into Braille. And it looks like this. And there you can see the hedgehog here is in relief print. And this is the way blind children get to know about the visual illustration. So this is the illustration in the Braille book, and this is the illustration in the classical children book. So I, found, I had a friend who had lost his uh, sight during a car accident. And he was a father of two uh, young uh, boys. And uh, his oldest boys, her boy was uh, about five years old. And I gave to him the book, uh, the Braille version, to show him my story and to, uh, to um, get feedback from him. And he said, well, it's such a nice story, but I have to tell you that my son was very bored because um, he couldn't see a lot of visual illustrations. It was kind of boring for him. And the reading I did was very slow. So he get very bored. He has no pictures to look at because he has sight. His son is sighted. And um, I asked him, well, what about other books? You should have plenty of them to read to your child. And he said, no, there is no book for sighted and visual impaired persons. So you can't go together and read a book in Braille and someone who can see can um, see the visual illustrations. So that was the reason why I started to work on this because I couldn't imagine that in Germany you can't get a book where two people sit together, have fun, learn reading and uh, get to a story, get into, dive into a story. And that was the reason why I started with this project. Mm -hmm. Let let me get the bottom line. First, you did this uh, really cute book with uh, a hedgehog who lost his spikes, and that went along with the stuffed animal, and that got uh, got you the idea to basically translate it into Braille, which is the the, the for everybody who's just listening to this um, is is the language is the writing of the plant where you actually have like sorry. Uh, I don't read Braille. It's like uh, dots that you can actually feel with your fingers and you can be as fast as with normal uh, reading. Um, and you actually turned then your book into something that is actually a colored book. But there's an additional layer, a see-through layer, where um, it's it's like stamped in it, 3D printed. It's it's feelable. You can actually feel the paintings and that makes the book suitable for people and children who see and don't see at the same time. Would this like a good wrap up? No, actually it, uh, it doesn't work because um, visual people who are visual, they 
get bored when they look at these um, illustrations. So you need something more for the visual people and you also need something more for the visually impaired people because if you see, I'll show it again, uh, if you see this relief print, you can see it, it's, it could also be a pineapple or it also could be an, a sun. So you have to read the sign underneath that it is a hedgehog. And that was the reason why I start to, um, to, to research and there is nothing in three dimension. So I started to find out something else with the 3D printing and I started this one. This is a hedgehog where you can grab and it's very like a natural one to get through it. And we also tried different kind of shapes uh, to get uh, through this toy that you have the book and you have a three-dimensional character to get into the story and to get from away from the two dimension. So you have this third dimension, you can take it in your hand and you can play with it. And you can uh, also learn how a real hedgehog uh, feels like. We may add that uh, for everybody who's just listening to this podcast that you held up like a plaque 3D print of a hedgehog, which basically fits into the palm of your hand, right? Right. And then we started to think about, uh, this was really the beginning. We, we think about the materials. We uh, try to um, different materials and 3D printing. And we thought about something where we can put also the braille print, uh, the braille and the normal uh, writing to, to get through that point. And um, then we started to think about making a box where you can put the written story inside the, the classical book and also the braille print and then the characters. And this is the, um, the idea which we, with which we were starting at the content shift. So what is now the idea you guys are pursuing at Content Shift? Where, where you want to go, where you see the, 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 the final outcome? Yeah, um, we had a mentoring program together with uh, two mentors and a coach. And they started to think about our idea and they said, well, we need to find our um, personas to find out who would buy this. Well, because actually there are not so many blind children in Germany. And the, the problem about that, you can't get the real numbers. How many children in the age from zero to six are blind, born blind? You can't get the statistic numbers. Um, that's because of our, of our historic in Germany. So we can't find out how many would buy this. And then we said, well, our wish is that you have uh, both the visual children and the visual impaired children together, that they have one like a box where they can read and then they can play and they do it together. So we thought it was a good idea to start at the kindergarten at the age of four. And so we decided that we need a project where you can um, go to the educators where before school starts, because normal or sighted children, they start to uh, paint and, and do, do something like 
uh, writing in the first step they 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 uh, paint a snake or something like that this is the beginning of writing and actually every everything looks like uh random circles like a little bit chaotic circles <laughs> first, uh, the first um letters it's it's over a, a whole page it's one letter they they start to write their name in in really big letters so uh, visual impaired children usually start to write and to learn braille at school not before not not in kindergarten they only if the parents are very interested in this problem and they have a good education and and, and a good help a good support in the beginning but if I would imagine I had uh, children with visual loss. I would uh, more focus on how how my child could go outside, how it could be in the house, and things like like that. Not at that moment. I wouldn't uh, try to to bring books to my children. Uh, there are many things you have to think about, and you have to practice with the child to get mobility. To get mobility and um, to get out on his own. So that is the reason why we start that early at the age of four. And, uh, and in kindergarten, I think there are many groups where uh, where um, integrative, um, where children with disabilities and not, they are together. So it's a perfect time to start there. And then we have to start with a um, yeah kindergarten teacher. Um, you could we we start the project to give them them a box, and now we are at so far we are that we not only make a book, so we we try to make a lot of playing and a lot of learning, but only with a lot of fun. It's not like uh, you give your child to the kindergarten and it should learn Mandarin or something. We we just want to have a box where there. Well, it's it's like a surprise box. You can uh, paint together. You can hear something. You can play something. So it's it's a box where a lot of um, a different kind of um, my English is what uh, a lot of different opportunities you get to play something. And the second part is that you learn something earlier than right now. I see. And basically, you bumped into the problem that you want to start in kindergarten, but the children there don't, the, the blind children or visually impaired don't learn Braille until, until school. So basically, that was the problem you bumped into. And that's why you have to settle for like a 3D printed toys and stuff like this. So children who can see and cannot see could interact with with the exact same book right that that was what we what you're going at right yeah yeah that's the, that's the reason why because if you don't start that early um, in in the beginning you said something that uh, someone who reads braille could get as fast as a, a reader with visual with vision um, it's not that way it's that uh, a very good braille reader is three times slower than a normal reader. And if you don't start early to learn Braille, you don't, it's, it's like we, in Germany, we said, uh, roter Faden. It, 
it's you you're always behind because you you don't learn if you don't have the the um, the idea why you should learn braille it's that you don't know how to use the computer later on you, you should imagine if they are in the fifth grade they have to learn um, the technical things and learn to to uh, use a computer they can't use the mouse and that's a uh, a real bad thing because they only they all have to learn these shortcuts and when they don't have learned the the real writing the right grammar they don't get used to why should i make a um satzzeichen and um punctuation and all these punctuation you need for the shortcuts and if you don't know why you should use it you you won't le learn it and then you can't use the computer the right way and then it's it's getting forward and then you don't use the braille again and you let only use the audio description from the computer you you don't um, read anymore because you only get something and you hear it it's it should be a, uh, a opportunity to use both that's the reason why i want to start that early to give them the children the, the opportunity to learn braille in a very good way and to get faster in reading and also in writing hmm, i see you learned something new um I, when we talked before the interview when we did our prep talk um i was i was asking you what are you currently doing so basically it turned out you don't have like the financial capabilities to actually do the production and distribution of the books yourself that's what you're currently looking for so you're looking for only a distribution and production partner or are you also looking for uh, something like an investor would you be open to that as well yeah sure sure we, we look for an investor also because um we have many ideas we we want to build a real world about all these uh, inclusion inclusion in both directions um if you think about inclusion today it's always we do something for visual impaired children and we do something for children without disability but you don't do something where the blind or visually impaired children and the children without a disability get together and why shouldn't a child who is, has normal sight why shouldn't this child learn braille it's just on top it's just something maybe it could use in the future if you think about our um, health system we know that many people have diabetes and it starts about when you're 40 45 uh, a lot of people doesn't even uh, notice that they have diabetes they go to the uh, eye doctor and then they say oh i can't read that good and then after that they see that they have diabetes and there are many um uh illness eye illness things who comes out of this uh, diabetes so if you have learned braille at children's age you can use it in the future maybe or you have somebody in your family who lost his vision and you can help them and also it is for for the educational for the teachers 
uh, if you don't work with it, where should you learn Braille? So you can start very early and in the future you have, uh, you earn it. Ah, I see. So you're going, uh, you argue that everybody should learn Braille because one of the main reasons um, that you need to use it in a later age is uh, when you get diabetes and your eyesight gets impaired. So you cannot read properly anymore. And it's very hard to learn something, especially like Braille, if you don't, on the other hand, um, can read you cannot read the instructions uh, you would need instantly to switch to braille you're also open uh, for an external investor that's what i take along as well and let us get into the final part um, when we talk about content shift because you're one of the finalists of content shift at the time of recording this we don't know who who will be the winner nonetheless uh Thumbs press for you. In Germany, we press thumbs. We don't cross fingers. And um, what did content shift for you? What would you take? What did you take out of it? And uh, would you recommend other startups to apply there as well? Yeah, uh, content shift is a very good platform to to get in contact to the uh, book publisher community. I didn't have the chance since years to get there, and um, I think it's it's very good. It's also a very good platform for new ideas and innovations, and um, they are very open-minded. And there are a lot of mentors and coaches. They help you to get to to your um, uh, startup to to get your startup uh, known and to get very good ideas and impulses for your project so we first we wanted only to make a book with with a few uh, a, a few futures features and um, after that we talked to our mentors and our coach he, um, they they brought us to the point and we are one of the uh, um, starters we are in the seed phase uh, in the in the beginning And um, we are open-minded and we have many ideas. So we needed someone who is a professional and who could uh, help us to find the focus because we have so many ideas and we, we couldn't bring it into one product. And that now we are at the point that we see where, which things our product could do. And we found out that we have uh, many more opportunities to, to use the product when it's done, also, um, so finished. For example, uh, we talked about the, the problem in the future with diabetes. Uh, we also found out that uh, the children who can't um, read as well, um, legasthenica, uh, um, people who have dyslexia, or um, if you go for forward, who have Alzheimer, maybe they don't know the word, it, still but if they see this little hedgehog they maybe know it's it's an animal it's from the from from the garden i know it from earlier days they don't get the word hedgehog but maybe they get uh, something what's um what describes it so we don't only get to the to to reading and writing we get about over the the figure that the people get a feeling for a word 
So it's more like playing with something and, and then you see the word is also there and after a while over this playing you see the word and then you remember it. So we have no, um, I have to say it in German, sorry. Um, so you have no research results for uh, this type of learning, but basically you can imagine that this actually would work. As always, I uh, I want to add a little bit history because uh, the first um, diagnosed Alzheimer patients with somebody from Frankfurt, there is um, a trivia story that a lady from the Frankfurt borough of Bornheim went to Dr. Alzheimer, who was at this time practicing in uh, in Frankfurt, and she said, Hey, Dr. Eschon, my Leber vergess. Dear Mr. Doctor, I forgot my life. And she was basically patient zero for Dr. Alzheimer, where he started to um, discover, research this uh, illness. That said, I do believe we now understand also your outlook that you're looking at, at uh, therapy, uh, not not only at children, but also like um, Alzheimer patients and other patients at old age. I would say you still have a lot ahead of you. Best of luck for that. And thank you very much for being a guest here on my show. Thank you very much for being in this show. I enjoyed it very much. You too. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you here. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Having a lot of fun. <laughs> no. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.